everybody, and welcome back to Cheryl C. Writes. I'm your host, Cheryl C. Uh, this week, we have some insane drama that's been happening in book Twitter and book talk. And I wouldn't even say it's drama, because usually drama is fun and lighthearted, and this is rather horrible and racist. So, uh, yeah, we're going to delve in a little bit deeper into that. Um, but before that, I'd like to say thank you to everyone who encouraged me to continue with this podcast. I wasn't sure I was going to do that, but everyone's been so wonderful that, you know what? I think I'm going to stick with it. Thank you, everybody. So who are we talking about when I'm talking about the drama that really isn't drama, but is horrifying? I'm talking about this author, Kate Corain, a new author, a debut author who had the world at her feet and screwed up her entire publishing career out of greed, jealousy, and possibly racism. Um, but also, if I have time, I'd like to talk about a few other authors who have done the same thing. And I, I don't understand. As a short story author, obviously, I'm not a novelist. Maybe there's something in the psyche that makes people think that there can be only one. It's like the Highlander out there. But I'm going to I'm going to look into this a little bit more. It's a very crazy story. So what happened was this. Kate had a debut novel coming out next year called The Crown of Starlight, and it was actually set out to be a great big thing. Um, not only was she traditionally published, which is the dream of many writers, and there's nothing wrong with being independently published as well or self-publishing, but traditional published with a well-known publisher. It was going to be in Illuminacrate, which is a book subscription service. It had gotten rave reviews, and other authors had already talked about it as well and were giving it rave reviews and blurbs. So what went wrong? What? Why didn't this book become the next big thing? It could have, but she destroyed that through her own greed and jealousy. As I said before, greed and jealousy seem to play a big part here. It all started when a novelist by the name of Sharon J. Shao posted on Twitter that she had noticed that a large number of books were being one-starred by various people on Goodreads, books that haven't come out yet. Now, that's not so unusual. That happens, sadly, a lot on Goodreads. As somebody who's on Goodreads quite a bit, I've seen it, and sometimes it can just be trolling. Sometimes it can be they don't like the author, etc. But it wasn't only that these debut authors that had books coming out next year were getting one-starred. It's the people who were one-starring them were giving Kate Corain's book five stars. Hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. Now, Sharan is a nicer person than I ever am, and she actually just put out that she noticed this behavior, but she didn't say Kate's name, and the reason for that is she did not want to destroy somebody's career. She just kind of wanted to point out that this was happening. But the internet is made up of mini Sherlocks, and people quickly found out who it was by looking through the Goodreads post, by looking through the authors involved, and they found out it was Kate. Okay, that would be one thing. But then they started to look very closely at the Goodreads reviews. They were all sort of worded the same way. Uh, there were very many similarities with, 
between them and the people who were targeted, the people with books who were getting one starred happened to generally be POC. I mean, it would have been a problem anyways, but it seemed weird that these marginalized authors were the ones getting one starred and that the people one starring them were giving Kate's book five stars. It's a little thing that Meg should go, hmm, and everybody did, but it started out as kind of a little bit of Sherlock digging, and then it became a big thing where Kate could no longer ignore this. I think at first she stayed silent. So, you know, the main thing to do would be to say, oh my gosh, um, I have to either look into this, which... <sighs> I mean, we, we knew it was her. We'll get to that in a second. It was proven later, but, or, you know, apologize right away or give some semblance of an explanation that would be plausible, viable. There's no excuse for this, by the way. I'm just saying there's no excuse for what she did. But given, give at least acknowledge, but Kate went right into defensive mode in that she's like, oh, I didn't do it. It wasn't me with my hand in the cookie jar, she says with cookie crumbs all over her face. It was this girl. Now, the girl's name was Lily. And Lily was on a, I'm going to say this wrong. I think it's Raylo. <laughs> Is it Raylo? You guys correct me if I'm wrong. Raylo Discord server, which I think ships Kylo Ren and Rey from Star Wars. People were all up in arms about that. That's not a big deal, guys. We ship some weird people in our brains. You all know you have romantic fantasies about two people who should never be together. So everyone who's going to be upset that it was a Kylo Ren fantasy Discord, just shut the hell up because, you know, if, if we came into your room at night and got access to your brain, we'd hear a few things, dirty things. I'm just saying we all have our weird chips. But apparently she met this Lily on this Kylo Ren slash Ray ship Discord and they went back and forth. And in chats, Lily admitted that she was the one putting out one star Goodreads to Kate Curran's competition. And again, we'll get to that in a second because I don't agree that's the case. And that she was only doing it to help her. And it, it sounded very strange. It sounded like when you're talking to yourself, like you're asking yourself a question, it'd be like, oh, well, I only did it to help you. Well, it didn't help me. Well, it did help you. Well, I was just trying to be nice. Don't be angry at me in a way that nobody ever talks. So these chats looked really weird. And another weird thing about those said chats is the fact that they seem to be responding to each other right away. It wasn't like, uh, you know, five minutes later, half a day later, even half an hour later, it was like one minute, this person, one minute, next person, one minute, this person, one minute, next person. And I, who has seen the chats that uh, Kate put forward as evidence that she was not to blame, noticed that part right away. But what I did not notice 
is that she seemed to have some flux capacitor capacity there because one of them would say something and it would show as yesterday and then it would be like 8.56 yesterday, 8.57 today, 8.56 today, 8.57 yesterday. Proving that time and space doesn't work that way. This is some Doctor Who shit here. <laughs> you just can't have a chat where one of them's talking yesterday and then today in the same in the same chat. It it does not make sense. So people were quick to point that out. And also that the voices back and forth were very similar between Kate and Lily's. But what came to point is the Kylo Ren Ray community. I, I'm actually not a Star Wars fan except the three first, so I always get a little confused with the names and everything. But I will say this. They rode to the rescue, and that's why we respect our shipping communities, people. Even if you don't want to put two characters together, it's done for fun. It's not hurting anybody. And in this case, they rode the cavalry in because they saw this as well and went, hey, we're on that Discord server. You know who we've never seen before? We've never seen this Lily person before. This Lily person who was so going to save Kate Corrine's book by downvoting others and didn't want Kate to be mad at her for it and was only doing it for Kate and was really sorry and hoped Kate wasn't mad, never existed on that server. And they said, look, we're not part of this. We don't know anything that's going on here. But this Lily person does not exist. And that's when the shit hit the proverbial fan. Because Kate couldn't fall back on that person she created anymore. They didn't exist, according to the people on the Discord server. And it seems like it's a pretty tight-knit community, so they would know. So to recap. Kate Corain had gone on Goodreads, created a bunch of fake accounts, targeted other authors of books that were set to come out the same time hers was, gave them one star, and gave her book five stars. And mainly targeted, again, people of color, um, by PO, BIPOC, by POC. I've got to learn how to say that. I'm very sorry. And the interesting thing is that somebody else pointed out that when she created these fake accounts, sometimes she'd use names for example, for targeting an Asian American author, she used an Asian name for her account. I haven't looked into that, so I'm not sure if that's correct, but pretty damning. Anyways, what was the fallout from all this? Well, obviously there was fallout. It did take some time. Miss um, Karen's, or I'm sorry, I think they go by they, and I apologize if I've misgendered anyone. It's really hard. Hard as I'm just talking off the top of my head and I don't have a script here. So they actually lost their agent. Their agent put forth a note, a note saying, hey, look, I'm no longer representing anybody. The publishing company wasn't as forthright. In fact, originally they had put out still advertising for the book, even as this was going down and people were carrying some pitchforks there and it's it's like, I understand not being able to say something right away, but maybe not advertise the book where the woman is accused of racism and creating false reviews. Maybe give that a break. But eventually, I do believe they did come forward and said, yeah, we're not going to include this book anymore. We can't publish it. The book subscription service that was going to carry it said, nope, we're not doing that anymore. She's off of it. I'm sorry, I keep doing that. They're off of it. 
I do apologize. I'm really not aware of their pronouns for sure. And I should have looked that up before I started blabbering. But like I said, this is not scripted. So, and so she pretty much lost this sweet ass deal she had out of greed and jealousy. Now, why do I keep on going back to greed and jealousy? It's because there was no reason to do this. They had everything, everything at their feet. They had a book that was going to be a hit. They had a book that people were looking forward to. They had ARC readers that really, really liked the book. They had friends that were that were promoting the book. They were going to be in a book subscription service. They were traditionally published. But that wasn't enough because they had to take other authors down to make themselves right, to make themselves look good, to make sure their book was the shining star. Your book was the shining star. And other books could have been the shining star too. Here's the issue that she, or I'm sorry, they didn't seem to notice at all. And what they didn't seem to notice and what they didn't seem to think about is that I mentioned Highlander before. Books are not like there can be only one. In fact, if a book, and I do believe hers was based on Greek mythology, does well, that means great for other authors. Or if one of the authors she had targeted that was about Greek mythology did well, that would have been great for her because we don't only read one book. We are capable of reading many books and maybe not at the same time, maybe all at once. It really depends on your reading preference. But you can read all sorts of books. You're not only gonna read one book by this one author and that's it and you're never gonna seek out anything similar. It's like, um, I almost call it the Stephen King effect because I write horror and people are really down sometimes on Stephen King. And I'm like, are you kidding? He was great for horror because people really didn't read a whole lot of horror <laughs> or modern horror before he came into the mix. And now people really, really love it. Do they all write like him? No, they write like themselves. But it did open up the genre. And the fact that she was targeting books that were similar to hers is an issue because that actually could have helped her in the long run too. Now the racism part is very disconcerting to me because people of color have generally not had it easy in the publishing world. They tend to be discriminated against. You don't see as many books as you should with the characters with diversity or authors that are diverse. The publishing world has traditionally been straight and white. And I say this as a straight white girl and it's not, it's not lip service. It really is. I noticed when I um, submit a short story somewhere, for example, a lot of times they're saying, we're looking for diversity. We're looking for something a little bit different. Or they'll offer like, maybe this will only be for people who are neurodivergent or this is only for African-American people. And that's great. And the reason for that is because a lot of what I write is speculative. Sometimes it falls into sci-fi, sometimes horror. But that has traditionally been a straight white area. And sometimes people don't feel comfortable in something that they haven't traditionally been a part of. And I love to see that. And the fact that she was targeting people in an area, young adult, where... Sorry, I'm getting a little emotional, a little bit cranky on it too. Where, where these, these authors really had to fight to be where they are and are talented and are writing their words and their dreams are coming true. And her dream 
was coming true. Her dream was right there. Her dream was was immaculate. She it was only hers to lose and she lost it because she was so upset that anybody else would try and take her crown, including people of color, especially people of color, because that's who she almost exclusively targeted. I say almost because I think there were some white authors in there. I would love to have a list of all the authors who were targeted because I really want to read their books too, because they did nothing to deserve this. All they did was write a book and it happened to come out at the same time as hers. It's very upsetting and there was no excuse for it. I've seen some people try and make excuses for her, which is very depressing. And I know the internet has traditionally piled on somebody. I mean, if you want drama, just go on to book talk, girls, boys, others. It's it's always insane out there. But in this case, it was something that was caught, that she was found doing, and that she did not come clean until after she could no longer lie about it. Her friend Lily, who performed the activities, did not exist. It it was fairly obvious once everybody found the fake accounts that they were hers. And eventually she did come up with the excuse that she was undergoing some substance abuse problems and mental illness, which, I hate to say it, that seems to be the fallback of, I was in a bad place at the time, which happens. And I don't want to discount anybody's mental illness, but it doesn't really make you racist. And the only reason she came forward is because she was caught. Now, Kate Crane is not the only one who has ever done this before. Um, I would, I said I would kind of continue with some other examples. There's the example of, I was actually going to do a full full episode devoted to this was Cockygate, where there was an author by the name of Felina Hopkins, who was an independent published author, and she was writing these stories about cocky brothers, and they were they were erotica, and she said, she sent out cease and desist from a lawyer who didn't seem to exist to independently published authors telling them they couldn't use cocky in the title. And this was an example of there can be only one because she she was saying, oh, you're just writing off my coattails. I'm so successful. How dare you use this? You're copying me. And that wasn't the case. I mean, it's erotica. The word cocky is going to come up from time to time, okay? And uh, without the E sometimes. But she really ruined her own writing career with that and doubled down and has had since somewhat of a tragic Tragic uh, life events happened since then, since I don't want to pick on her too much, but it was a it was a big deal back in the time, back in the day. And, well, this is a different situation because it was more of a reviewer situation, but there was an also an author by the name of Kay Alice Campo, and she wrote a romantic book that was set to come out. It was supposed to be pretty good. It was going to be traditionally published again. And she couldn't keep out of reviewers' faces, so she kept on attacking a reviewing blog that kept on, you know, that had given her a middling review, not even a terrible review, and thus destroyed her career before it even started. Um, And there are people like Lauren Howe or Hugh, I don't know how that's pronounced, that have done the same thing, attacked reviewers, 
not all of them have destroyed their career. Like Kay Alice Campo was so bad that they, uh, the publisher dropped her. It was kind of like, yeah, this is getting weird. You're attacking a reviewer so bad that we don't want anything to do with you. And in this case, Kate Corrine, I think it had a lot to do with the contract, which is why they didn't come out right away. Although they were dumb to advertise the book while it was going on. That was very stupid of them. But yeah. So the thing is, ruining your career before it starts is not a great look. Um, attacking other authors is definitely not a great look. I, I again, I know pitchforks and everything when it comes to book talk and Twitter, but in this case, it was well-deserved because she was ruining other authors to lift herself up. And that's not something that should ever be accepted in the writing community or the reading community. I frankly think readers deserve better because even one of the authors was so hard hit by those one-star reviews, she removed her book. And it was a deeply personal book and was going to be independently published. So the world was deprived of a book because of the actions of Kate. Not to mention the other um, POC and non-POC authors who were affected by her, who, you know, maybe somebody would be interested in reading their book, but then they go to Goodreads and they see this one-star review saying how horrible it is. And then they see all of Kate's five-star reviews. Oh, that's the only book for me. Life doesn't work that way, people. Sadly, Kate's going to learn her lesson. Um, I do believe she's checking into rehab. I don't know how that works exactly because I've never had a substance abuse problem. But, you know, I, at least she was kind of forced to apologize, even if it was kind of a non-apology. But the takeaway is authors... Be good to other authors. They are not your competition. Them, somebody liking one of their books could lead them to your book and you could get even more sales. This isn't Highlander and let's not cut off each other's heads, okay? Anyways, apologies if I've, again, misgendered somebody. I'm doing this without a script and I didn't bother to look that up. And also, again, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. If you have any ideas for topics you'd like to see me covered in the future, um, feel free to leave a message down on SoundCloud or iTunes or reach out to me on Twitter, which I refuse to call X, at Feral Cheryl Z, or on TikTok at Cheryl Z Writes. Thanks. Have a great day.